You just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we have a very special guest joining the podcast from the Stark Wars podcast, among many other amazing things. We have Michael O'Rear here, big fan of Nathan, and he's even wearing his Summit Ice shirt. Woo! Uh, how are you doing, partner? <laughs> I'm getting my Southeast uh, American accents going for you guys. I'm good. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. Do you want to hit us with a little bit of your background with Nathan for you and how you found the show? Yeah. And I think like one of the cool things to have like tracked with like fans is like how they heard about the show, because I feel like a lot of people like they either saw like the viral uh, pig clip. Or maybe they heard about dumb Starbucks. For me, it was dumb Starbucks. Like I, like I was very aware of that on the internet before the show came out, and I was like, "What is this? This is hilarious! I love it." I hit the I hit the share thing on Facebook back in the day when that happened. Um, so I, I loved the idea of dumb Starbucks, and then I found out that uh, it was. And I, 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 what when was dumb Starbucks? Is that season two? Yeah, season two, I can't remember which episode exactly, yeah. but it was pretty early in the run. I think it had just been after season one had finished. Yeah, so I don't even think, I don't, I think by, uh, like in between two and three is when I started watching. So, um, but yeah, I just fell in love. And here's the thing, like, I don't, I don't like, uh, and this is probably like weird of me, but I'm not like a comedy guy. Like, I don't really like comedy movies. Like, the only real comedy show I like is The Office. But, like, like when, to like when I sit down and watch TV, I'm not, like, I like reality TV. I like more scripted dramas. Um, so it's just, it's not my type of thing. But for whatever reason, this show just, like, captures everything that I love about, like, being awkward and uh, and the humor that comes with that. So, yeah, I just, I love Nathan Fio. It's my favorite. It's I feel like Nathan is such an easy person to relate to because... He's kind of like the worst version of all of us, I feel like, at times. I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's that. I, like, I think he is me, but I just don't say the things that he says. Like, a lot of it's just in my head, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I have all those same insecurities that Nathan has. I just don't wear them as proudly, I guess. 100%. And today we are covering the Andy versus Uber episode. Uh, definitely a classic and Meg, do you want to hit us with a little bit of what happened in the original Andy featured episode, the original Taxi Cab one? Yeah, so we met Andy um, in a previous episode where Nathan had wanted his taxi company to get a little bit of recognition, get into the news for a woman giving birth in his taxi. Now, he wasn't successful and able to convince anyone to give birth in his taxi, despite you know, having a lovely warehouse set up with a cab. Um, but where that wasn't successful, we learned that Uber actually started a promotion to give away a free cute baby onesie for anyone who gives birth in an Uber. And of course, Nathan was furious and needed to seek revenge. Yes, Michael, how did you feel about the original Andy episode, the taxi cab episode from I think season two? Yeah, um, I, I don't think like it would ever be in contention for because like 
like I was looking at the, the episodes this season. I was like, which one would I would I like to talk about? And this one like st- stood out to me immediately. Um, I don't think that episode ever really would. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this one shines a lot more. Yeah, this one goes a lot deeper. So as an American who <laughs> has children, what would it have taken for you and your wife to decide to have your child in a cab? I mean, I just don't imagine a world where that is a thing ever. Um, Nathan has approached you and is like, look, oh, we'll pay you oh. for it. It's free. Uh, yeah, Hang doing, out in this cab. You're doing you it? Get a onesie out of it? I mean, if Nathan's there, sure. Hell yeah. Sydney probably wouldn't, but I'll, I'll talk her into it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she would need to be the one that agrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, can, I have a question for you guys. Um, and... and it, this might be a hot take on on my end, but um, do you guys feel bad for taxi drivers? Yes, I think I do. It is kind of crappy that Uber just came in and like sniped all that business from them, and especially in a place like Toronto where taxis were pretty popular. Um, it is kind of a bummer, but at the same time, like Uber's just so convenient. <laughs> and I gotta look out for numero uno, and convenience for me is important. Uber's convenient for me, the main issue, and I think they even touch upon it in this episode, is the permits and medallion system that taxis have where you actually need to pay for this incredibly expensive permit to be a taxi. And so to completely remove that from the equation and allow anyone to do it, there probably should have been some in-between steps to reimburse taxi drivers for that, or there should have been something in place for them. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with Uber. And I think probably everyone that's from our generation uses Uber probably exclusively or Lyft. Like, it's very rare that I would call a cab, despite, you know, being a little bummed out for them. Well, here's my here's my take. I, I think taxis are a scam. And I think they always have been. I, and I think I think that they've al- always overcharged. And listen, I've never been like, I, I, like, I don't. I like to drive myself around. I have a car. Um, I, I I rarely take Ubers now. Um, maybe once a year if I do. Um, but like, I, and I've been in a taxi maybe twice in my life. But my experience of that experience was it was hella expensive every single time. And it's like I feel like uh, I I feel like it's a scam. And I feel like this is like the logical evolution to uh, have. And listen, here's the other thing. It's creates so much more jobs. This is the this is the great thing about Uber, right? I could lose my job tomorrow, and I I would have a job the next day, no matter what. That that's awesome. And for somebody that has a car, at least, um, I don't know if I'm I'm talking on death ears here, but I think Uber is a great thing, and uh, I think it I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a degenerate, so I take Ubers like all the time. Um, you know, at like very horrible hours and in places that I shouldn't be. And I do like the convenience of being able to like share my route when I'm like coming home when Colin's 100% definitely not awake but it makes me at least feel safer yeah I've I have not found that Ubers are cheaper than taxis I think there's a lot of cases where if you check taxis are actually cheaper especially when there are surcharges um so I think it depends if you have the time like especially when we're at the airport and stuff like that like I'm gonna take the cab that's sitting outside that has set rates um so I think it depends on the time and the place and, you know, are Ubers even accessible to that area? Um, so, yeah, I'm not as up in arms about it, but I do understand that there is this glaring issue of you're now letting people do the exact same thing for free 
that like the country would charge people for. So there, to me, there's an issue there. Not that I am a taxi driver or really have any right to comment, quite frankly. (laughs) Bunch of non-taxi drivers talking about uh, whether or not this is okay. All right, we can move on. Policy issue, as most things (laughs) are. (laughs) Above my pay grade. (laughs) Yeah, this is not the Uber driver's fault. It's not the taxi driver's fault. It's the system, man. Yeah, break it. Goes all the way to the top. (laughs) Yeah. Get on your tinfoil toques, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, the idea that Nathan comes up with for Andy and him to be able to kind of get back at the, these taxi companies is that they want to recruit a whole bunch of dis- disgruntled taxi drivers who are going to sign up to be Uber drivers. And then the idea is they'll essentially infiltrate the Uber network and get a bunch of bad ratings and reviews and just make Uber look really bad to a lot of customers. And if they are able to get enough people, then this could really take down Uber from the inside. So do, do nice. we think that... <laughs> I'm always curious because like a lot of the... Like obviously all of his skits are like completely outlandish, but this one in particular, it seems like... Like do you think that they ever really planned on like ever going through with any sort of like um, actual... Sleeper cell? I mean, I, I believe that they would set up the sleeper cell, but then would they actually command them to, like, try to uh, do anything horrible? Like, release fart spray in cars and stuff? <laughs> so, I want to say no, but I bet somebody somewhere has tried to do this. There's no doubt in my mind that this exists somewhere. Yeah, you, you, So, there's an active sleeper cell in the Uber ranks now, is what you're saying. That That's what I think. Okay. That's what I think. Fair. I would believe that as well, because it does yeah. feel like it's such a contentious issue. I mean, yeah. we were just all heated about it, just the three of us, and none of us even drive taxis. <laughs> no? Not at all. Barely ridden in a taxi, just to be clear, like twice in my life. So <laughs> Now, I did really want to touch on the fact that Andy has created this amazing karaoke taxi, and I felt yes. like that would appeal specifically to me and, and Kelly. Um Michael, are you a karaoke guy? No, why, why, why would I, why would I agree to embarrass myself like that? Listen, I can't <laughs> sing, and it's not even like it's not even a thing like where I would get drunk and be like, "Ooh, I can sing, and this will be fun." I like even in in my worst state, I would never think that it would be a good idea for me to do that. Um, again, like I said, I, I'm like Nathan; I've got too many insecurities for this. Oh, a better man than me. That's I, don't, sure. I don't think people who can sing should do karaoke. You know, I think it's like the bad singers club. We don't want you there. Yeah. You, okay. You're good on your own. Go to a, go to an open mic night, my friend. You have talent. Karaoke is a sacred space for those who cannot sing where we all just, you know, we know what's up. We're singing for passion, for love, for love of the music. We're having a bumpin', yeah, having a bumpin' little cab ride with your bud Andy. Here's my next question, though. Like, I, I, I can see where the act of doing karaoke is fun, but do you like to see other people perform karaoke? Like, like if you were to go to a bar and it's karaoke night, and like there's like a bunch of people up there doing karaoke while you're having drinks, like, is that what you want? Absolutely, every Thursday okay. at university. Okay. Yes, we we used to go to a bar in our university town that was super cheap. I think like all of the drinks and stuff were like under five dollars, and it was karaoke basically every night. 
It was yeah. absolutely incredible. And they had Toonie Tuesdays, which was two dollar yeah. drinks. Yeah, I feel very out of place now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've stepped on this uh, sacred place for you guys. Well, one of yeah. our friends has um like a very specific move that he pulls when we go to karaoke, or he used to. He's engaged now, so he doesn't do this anymore. But when we used to go to karaoke, <laughs> I him, mean, he he might still <laughs> he might still do it. Honestly, he doesn't listen, so we can say that. Um, but when we would go out places, he would always. He's he first of all I should set this up with by saying that he is a good singer. Like probably should not be doing karaoke, should be at open mic night if we're going based on uh what Megan said earlier. But he will ask our server or like a waitress at whatever place we're at if she'll be his jasmine and he's Aladdin and then they sing a whole new world together and he does this every single time. And the servers are always like so smitten, like so excited about this. It's the ultimate move. I just remembered something that I had to bring up because we're I feel like we're about to skip past it, but I don't want to. Um did you guys catch the moment with uh Lucky the Dog and, and Nathan uh at the very beginning of this episode? Oh my god, how can we what? forget it? <laughs> uh because I never noticed it before, but it is kind of like a theme that like dogs don't really like Nathan. And uh you see you see Nathan try to pick up Lucky and <laughs> Lucky does not like that at all. Gets gets the hell away from Nathan ASAP. It's so wholesome that they named their operation after him. Yes. Does Nathan have like cat energy? Yes. Is that what's Actually, going on? They zoom in on his phone at some point during the episode and his background is his two cats. And I was like, nice. Same Nathan, same. <laughs> that tracks. I feel like I'm in the middle. Megan has two cats. Michael has two dogs and I have one of each. <laughs> I feel I feel that I have the most peaceful home life. To be a, to be honest, <laughs> probably <laughs> honestly, it seems based on our pre-pod discussions. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, Michael, your home is constantly getting destroyed. Yeah, there's there's a lot of destruction, and then I also, and then the three kids, I don't help either. So, yeah, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, okay, woof. I, I I have one more karaoke story, um, and I would like to know your opinion. So. Kelly probably knows it. So I did go to karaoke one time and it's a place that we would go to in university all the time. It chainsaw for any Ontario. Well, I guess Ontario might be a bit far. Anyone that's from Waterloo will know chainsaw. And so I got invited to this girl's birthday and she was like very into musical theater, did a lot of plays. And so this is a group that can sing. So we're sitting down and I am not a singer. I do it for joy, but not for skill. And they all start warming up their voices. They're doing like, I don't know, scales. Vocal, and vocal like, runs is what it's sorry, called. Sorry, vocal runs. And I'm sitting there like drinking my drink, just, I don't know, trying to chit chat. And they're like, uh, I have to warm up my voice. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> go for it. And one of the girls who Kelly knows, uh, she goes and submits a song but someone else submits a song before her and is on stage singing the song. And she gets up, she takes a mic, she stands in front of the girl and starts singing. And I went, holy shit. And that's the day I know I, I knew I did not like this girl. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> that energy is too much for a drunk karaoke night. That is very aggressive. And maybe that's like, that, that could be like one of the many concerns that I have when doing karaoke like i feel like i like somebody's gonna boot me off the stage or take the mic and sing in front of me you know like it's all it's all possible these are valid fears 
At this particular bar, though, like the kind of songs you pick, like the whole crowd's going to be singing. You can barely hear yourself anyway. You go up in a group. You go up with a friend. Yeah, it, it should be a much more casual, chill environment. I like to sing with a group. You know, get lost in the crowd. <laughs> get lost in the crowd. Okay, so back to this uh, sleeper cell that Nathan would like to build in order to take down Uber. So Nathan does a little bit of research online and he realizes that in order to do this effectively, they need to make sure that there is a really clear communication structure and that it can in no way be traced back to him because if he's found to be, you know, the leader of this sleeper cell, then he could be deported back to Canada, which obviously that would be uh, not good for him. So uh, I mean, I mean, you know, it'd be good yeah. for us. It would what be year, good for us. What year was this film? <laughs> fair, fair, but it'd be, it'd be bad for the show. How's that? No. Okay. Fair. Um. So he sets up this whole scheme to make sure that they can get some burner phones, and I feel like Megan, this is probably like your favorite part of the episode. I would guess. If I okay, yeah, it's <laughs> this is a piece of art. This is spectacular. So. Have you checked the IMDb page for this episode? I briefly looked at it, but I imagine okay. you have something spicy to no, add. No, no, no. I didn't because I didn't want to spoil myself, but I wanted to know if the Craigslist guy was on it. So maybe I'll look it up now. Oh, I didn't see anyone extra, but I'll double check. I searched the internet and there are people looking for this guy and I could never find that they found <laughs> him. So... This guy is the guy, yeah. right? Like, I need this man's number in my phone. If I need shit done, this guy does not give a fuck. Like, oh, you want to hide money in a McDonald's cup in a bush? Like, don't worry, I got you. I am killing myself, dying to know how much this man was paid. Because he must have thought this was the sketchiest thing in the world. Like, someone is gives you a pile of cash... In a very suspicious way. Tells you to go and buy every single burner phone in a store. How much money would you guys need to get paid to do this? Or are you just there for the adventure? Honestly, I'd do it for like 300 bucks. <laughs> I'd say like a grand. I think the abandoned harbor is the part that really loses me. That, that sounds a little bit we're, sketchy. We're, we're taking it in stages. So first part, getting the burner phones. I don't know how much the burner phones, but this person needs to be paid significantly more than however much money was in the cup. Because if not, you're just taking the cup money and, and dipping, right? Yeah, I think you'd have to. You're not meeting anybody, so um, I guess you keep the change for sure. Yeah, that, but the, the other thing about this guy, like, and I think what like really cements this guy as a character, he never once looks over his shoulder. You know, he, he's never once like, uh, like, like, is anybody watching me get money out of trash or dumping well, he's something? Being filmed, the... He's being filmed doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But he is even if he, he, even he if... knows he's being watched. No, it does he though. Oh, there's no way he doesn't know he's being filmed. Right. Did you did you see that outfit? He was so dressed up in his gray sweater and his blue bandana over his head looking like prison Mike. <laughs> this man is recognizable. <laughs> I could never know his name and walk past him in a mall and be like, you're the guy. <laughs> McDonald's cup guy. Yeah. Starts checking McDonald's cups and bushes all the time being like, man, maybe there's money. 
Well, I think that's the real flaw with this whole thing is like why why like like because we we all we oftentimes revisit characters and and Nathan for you and sometimes it's like ah oh, do we really need to like even Andy it's like do we really have to come back to Andy of all people you know like um I, I guess the idea was worth it but um I feel like they kind of let this guy go like this is a guy once he does this you want him back to do as much as possible I feel like he flawlessly executed the plan. <laughs> This man is a ninja. He got in and out. As far as I'm concerned, he he knew he he knew the assignment. He got it done. He looks unbothered as well, which I appreciate. Like he this, just, he does this often. He cannot, care. he cannot care less. He's like trying to get back to his Mountain Dew and Xbox. Like he is not concerned. Yeah. He just wants to get in yeah. and out. Okay, should we dive into phase two of the plan? Of course. Okay, so. The Craigslist guy, who we know him as, was told to take all those phones to an abandoned pier at exactly 1.15 p.m. He would then find a waterproof pouch hidden inside a white first aid kit at the end of the dock. He is then instructed to put all the phones in the pouch, hook the base of the pouch to a nearby cinder block, and throw it off the pier where Nathan is hiding underneath in a scuba diving suit ready to collect the phones. Okay, do we think Nathan got scuba certified just for this bit, or was this just something he already had done? Do you need to be scuba certified to scuba dive anywhere at any time? I think so. I'm sure he he did it anyway. Especially on like a uh like a set of some sort uh with a production company i feel like they would want to take but i guess my root like my initial thought is was it even nathan like i mean there was no do we like actually see nathan in the suit i don't think so he was it looks like nathan okay Mm -hmm. it could be a lookalike though we know that there's many of them running around he has a roster of them yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i mean what what do you think was going through this guy's head when he's doing this though like like, why does it have to be underwater? I mean, the whole plan is sketchy, but this part's, like, particularly weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Again, maybe I, he probably just wasn't even considering what the deal was. He's just doing it. This guy strikes me as the kind of person who possibly just, like, replies to everything on Craigslist and will do whatever you ask him to. Like, I bet if going back to, like, last week's episode of The Chili Shop, he probably would, like, come in and be the model for, you know the chili undergarment yeah it's just uh, a career craigslister yeah gotta love him. i want I, I i don't even know what to search to find weird craigslist requests i'm not a big uh, I, i'm not too familiar with the interface of craigslist but uh i like what would i even search i feel like it's, it's gotta be like miscellaneous jobs yeah. or something like that odd jobs i <laughs> don't even want to know it's probably all really well, weird. i definitely want to know odd jobs film yourself like putting cottage cheese in between your toes or something nothing found for that search hmm should hmm. i just look up jobs <laughs> now should i be should i be looking at the bodybuilder messaging board never again i'm retired from looking up the bodybuilding messaging boards i think you seem to i feel like you, you look like you just found a job <laughs> wanted female social drinkers <laughs> what oh. <laughs> what <laughs> what are you gonna do uh, with but them? it said 10 outrageously you know just make the party look bumping toronto gigs Craigla- craigslist oh um, like those drink i know those girls the like hot yeah, girls just, that they put at the clubs yeah mm-hmm. i'm not one of them obviously 
loving couple for a paid photo shoot. There's a lot of snow shoveling. We just had a blizzard in Canada. Um, erotic wrestling. Females wanted for erotic wrestling $500 a gig. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, come on. Do you want to make $250 or do we think it's $500 each? <laughs> oh, it better be $500 each. Are you kidding? <laughs> Let us write your life story over a cup of coffee. I don't think that's a good deal. I don't think you should sell away your life story. I don't got. A, I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> they they can hear about it. It's fine. You can tell them about the erotic wrestling we're gonna do for five hundred dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Curvy woman wanted for easy workout videos. Yeah, you're Craigslist. What's going on? Because Craigslist is like a local thing, right? Like I'm I'm looking at local stuff here. So, like uh, mine's pretty basic. Like like I'm getting like actual helpful. Like I'm just clicking through like services. Am I in the wrong? Mm. I'm in the wrong. Uh, I'm under so, gigs. Search gigs. Like, wanted me to build you a deck? They need a drummer. Everyone who's listening, we have an assignment for you. Go onto your local Craigslist board and try and find the weirdest posting that you can and send it over to me, please. And thank you. There's, just so everyone knows, there's some normal jobs too. Uh, wait. <laughs> I take uh- it back. <laughs> Gangster money to be made. What is the job? Okay. Is the job gangster? What? Looking for think... a girl with a strap on. Okay, that's not a Wait. gangster. <laughs> Administrative officer. That's a social media mark. Yeah, I thought I'd give you a few normal ones. Oh. Looking to stay young. Is that a job? Paid research participant. In <laughs> Wait, looking to stay young? Are they giving out free Botox? Oh, this one says howdy doody. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I, I don't click on that one. Oh, I clicked. <laughs> Looking for a lady companion for occasional get togethers for some intellectual conversation, lunch, and if there's a click, then fun adult fun to follow. Question. Oh. Fun, fun adult fun. Okay. Oh, no. I'm following. How bad, how bad would the conversation have to be if you're posting on Craigslist for you to say, ah, no, not for me? Well, here's a here's a tip. My dad did meet his wife on Craigslist. What? Yes. Explain everything immediately. How dare you hold this back from us for twenty minutes? I mean, I don't, again, I don't know how like like uh, uh, millennials don't use Craigslist, do they? Uh, so I, I believe there's a way to to meet people. Obviously, like you're describing. Um, I don't think there's anything. Oh, weird. I described I some like... ways to meet people, and they were definitely <laughs> weird. I think you're looking at the wrong sections. I think there's very innocent ways to date on Craigslist. I think there's no. like a personal section yeah. and there's also like definitely a misconnections. Okay, do you wait, do you have the full story or did they keep it kind of secret? I mean, I didn't get like the bio or anything. No. I don't know like the details, but they met on Craigslist. How do you feel about calling your parents immediately? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing we do sometimes. Can we ask them how they met? Uh, my dad definitely goes. My dad is definitely in bed. Um, no, I'm trying to find a way how I could report back to you though, because I can get the story. Okay, I would die for the story. Please tell your parents uh, that we're just some lovely friends looking to hear a little bit more about their life. Listen, I'm gonna shoot him a text because he nothing, might be away. Nothing weird. <laughs> I just really need to know the post that they met on or how they met on Craigslist. 
that he's that's the most so casual weird. thing I'm, you've I'm ever sent to me. I'm, I'm sending him a text, so we'll see. I'm so excited. <laughs> we can report back later in the pod if we get a response. I'm intrigued as well. Weird question. Do you have the original Craigslist post? <laughs> Is that the right way to ask this? Yes. Or can you tell an in-depth story? We need a separate episode about this. So just to keep the Craigslist tangent going, I know someone uh, who posted on Craigslist. This is a young woman. She had moved to a new city and she wanted, you know, to have some fun hangouts with new men. And she posted on Craigslist and she kind of took like a back silhouette photo so people wouldn't see her face, but kind of knew her physique. And she got like an unbelievable amount of hits and ended up kind of seeing a guy out of it. And I thought that that was just wild. I thought that was very bold. I mean, it's the same as like any other online dating, I feel like. Craigslist feels different. You don't have someone's name and profile. You can't really do background research on them ahead of time. That seems a little more anonymous. That's fair. We'll see if he texts back. We'll if not, he's we'll gonna wake up. Back. He's he's gonna wake up at six a.m. to a very odd text. So, those are the best kind of text. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know the story. If my parents casually dropped that, I'd be like, "Tell me everything immediately." <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a pretty chill. Like, I'm not like I don't pry too much. My dad's kind of the same way. He's like, "Yeah, kind of weird," but I met her on Craigslist. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know you could meet like it." Like, but that was cool, and that's kind of. Were you married. worried? Were you worried you wouldn't like the story? Uh, no, I don't think I don't. I really don't think it's weird. Okay, just knowing Craigslist today, I it's just hard to think it's not. But <laughs> if I try to remember <laughs> back back before my existence, <laughs> he might come back with a weird story. I don't know because he did maybe give Craigslist details, was Craigslist the wholesome place. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, eventually. Okay. Hopefully, by the time I, the podcast ends, at least. In my ideal situation, he would do odd jobs, and that's how he met your mom. She like had just like a random odd job she needed done, and he's the guy that we're looking for. I'm. <laughs> Megan's writing a romance novel via <laughs> your parents meeting on Craigslist right now. <laughs> well, I think, but here's the other thing: I think my dad's adventurous enough to be like, if he saw this post, he might be like. Fuck it, let's try it out. What's going on? Let's see what's going wow. on here. Your dad sounds so fun. Yeah, like he, he he's done he's he's crazy. He'll do it. What's his job? Uh, he works for IT, actually. Whoa. I was not expecting that. I thought it'd be wacky. Maybe it's a cover up. Well, he's like that's the thing, like he used to be a demolition derby driver. And like, what? I, think he was like <laughs> I think he was a clown for a little bit. I don't know that one for sure. Can you also ask him if he was a clown? (laughs) (laughs) He's not texting me. He's definitely asleep. Uh, Were you a clown? I don't know if that's a good follow-up question (laughs) to my last one. Did your mom hire him for like a party or something? No. Save it for the fan fiction, Megan. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Michael's parents. (laughs) We'll have a follow-up episode. Yeah, we will. Okay, so we have the burner phones. They're at the bottom of the pier. Nathan gets them. And now at this point, we need to come up with uh, 
more stuff for this plan. So Nathan kind of figures out what the worst things that can happen when someone's in an Uber are, and they make a list and decide that Andy's going to attempt to do all of those things. I mean, good idea. Yeah. Does anyone have like a power ranking of which one you think is the worst out of the ones that we see them do? I don't know if I have the worst, but I think I know the best. And here's here's my second hot take. Uh, Mama Dollar 5 is not the worst song ever. I agree. It's kind of a bop. Any song loud on repeat could be, I think, okay, my main issue would be volume. It's like if the song is blasting so loud, like you can't even hear yourself speak. To me, that would be the annoying part. Probably not the song itself. Yeah, I can think of like five songs that are much more annoying that are more recent as well. <laughs> I'm, 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 laughing. I'm laughing at the guy who's just screaming, turn off the music. Turn it yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder like how pleading. long the drive was for him to get to that point. Because most Ubers, at least that I take, like probably the longest Uber I've ever taken is like 40 minutes. So if it was the same song and repeat for 40 minutes. Okay. That would be pretty annoying. Uh, would I be yelling? Probably not. I'd probably try to put my ear pods in and just like, I think I used to take a lot of ride shares. And that's kind of a similar situation to an Uber. And my number one complaint would be if I was like really cold because there's like and someone would then like roll down the window and you're like, fuck, I was already freezing. And now there's all this cold air coming at me. That's rough. If someone was smoking, I would be pretty upset about that because they showed a clip of Andy smoking. And I was like, that's kind of a lot. Um, The bad smells not great, but like, I don't know. So, well, you would take the the sulfur-based fart spray over um, uh, somebody smoking? Probably, yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I you, find would, the, you would pick someone smoking? I am, an, I am a recovering smoker, um, so I don't actively smoke, but I think maybe probably it's just soothing for me still. But I don't think, like, I don't think it's like, uh, that would be like in my top 10 things that I wouldn't like somebody to do. Oh, okay. I've never smoked a cigarette, so that's probably where. Mm. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I I feel like I would be the most upset if they got lost. Like, depending on how lost, especially. So, get, so a cab driver getting lost is also very scary. Like, yes. when a cab driver goes off their route, I'm immediately like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, it just... Whether it like whether it's an actual bad situation, which I've never been in, but it just immediately makes you concerned and you're like, why aren't you going on the planned route? Like why? Like there and there needs to be an explanation. Like I've had a driver take a route, but it's like a much worse route. Like it was way longer and it just immediately makes you concerned. So that one's probably the worst, actually. Yeah, I have been in an Uber that got into a car accident, too, Ooh. and that was pretty annoying. And Did I've you have to get in... another Uber from the accident? Man, it was a whole thing. I've also been in an Uber that got pulled over by a cop, which was, like, insane. Like, that was very awkward. <laughs> and I just, like, had to sit there, and I was going to present, like, a thesis. So I was, like, late, and I was, like, in, like, full you know, business attire. And I had like a giant poster board and this cop was just like, who are you? And I was like, this is an Uber. I need to go to, I need to go meet my professor. 
So, so let me ask you, like, are you the, I, how many stars did they get? I felt bad because he got like a $300 ticket. That's what I'm saying. So I gave like, him five stars. Yeah, it clearly sucks, but what about the like, wreck? What do you do? Uh, I, that one, I don't think they made me rate it. I think it like lets you oh. not, right. not do anything there. <laughs> but if your Uber driver gets into a car accident, do you stay or do that's you not, leave? That's not like... Do we have to like wait for the cops? Am I like one of the witnesses? Yeah, it was not like anything crazy. I think they just like bumped someone else's car, but like obviously they have to stay because like yeah. I was in the car and I was like, well, I'm just gonna walk or take the streetcar or whatever. Yeah, if no one's physically hurt, I'd be like, you have my number. If you need a witness, call me, but I'm gone. Like, I, I need to move on. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd say it. Like, I'd be like, I was asleep. I don't know what happened. I gotta go. Yeah. Just get me out of the situation. But yeah, getting <laughs> pulled over was definitely the worst of the worst Ubers that I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. So out of the three behaviors that Nathan said he assumed people hated the most, he had bad smell, bad music, offensive joke. Why don't we rate those ones? Okay, do that again. Uh, uh, bad Bad music. smell. Bad music, offensive joke. I think offensive joke would be number one for me because like the other two are kind of like, okay, bad smell. Maybe it's like they might, maybe they have a medical condition or something and bad music is subjective, but offensive joke is just like, well, you're clearly just a bad person. (laughs) Uh, I would say that offensive joke though is probably the shortest experience. Like, you could say something terrible, but then it's done. And I have something to complain to people about later. Bad smell is probably the worst because it it probably lasts for the whole ride. And then bad music, again, you can try to, like, put in your own headphones or something. So I would go bad smell, bad music, offensive joke. Yeah, I don't think bad music is a problem. Like, because if music's playing at all, no matter what it is, I'm like, okay, good. We're not talking. Like, let's just chill. (laughs) And uh, that was that was that was another Nathan thing. uh, Talking in taxis. uh, I don't know where you get it. I I don't remember what you guys said on that, but I'm not. I'm not about it. I like that you got to pick your topic. Yes, that's true. Like, gave you a good starting point. It's like, oh, tell me everything you know about this thing. I normally chat at least a bit. Yeah, I if, depending if they on, want to. <laughs> yeah, depending on where I'm going, I think too. Like, if I'm on vacation or something, and I've had like you know, a couple drinks, then like yeah, I'm sitting in the front seat and I'm talking to the Uber driver, like 100. percent So they decide that Andy is going to start giving some bad cab rides to start seeing if the sleeper cell would work. So they send Andy out. He blasts Mambo number five on loop. And we see scenes of this guy yelling at him to turn it off. He is playing loud music. He's squeezing this uh, sulfur filled bag to make the car smell really horrible. Um, And you see a woman continuously asking him to roll down his window. And so this seems fairly successful. They're able to nail down a few items that really bother people. So they decide that it's time to start recruiting people. But Nathan wants to remain anonymous. So he goes to a hospital and he gets bandages wrapped all around his face and he wears glasses to pretend to be a burn victim. He then calls an Uber or sorry, calls a taxi, hops in and asks them to just drive around the block. While they're driving around the block, He tells them about this 
taxi meetup to combat Uber and starts handing out a bunch of cards and locations to meet uh, to discuss this meeting at. How do we feel about the disguise? Successful? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, is it? I mean, what are the better options? I guess. I guess maybe we could explore that. Like, um, because I guess really, like, if you really are trying to conceal your face, I don't think you want to get in there with a ski mask on. Um, no, that's too aggressive. I yeah. think this uh, even felt aggressive. Like, hey, just do a, a loop around the block. I have something <laughs> to talk to you about. I was like, whoa, that spooked me. Maybe going going back to like the clown thing. Um, maybe like clown makeup. <laughs> Like you're being picked oh. up from a kid's birthday party or something. I think that's scarier for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think the burn victim is less scary than the clown. Um, the only other thing I can picture is the mask from I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson mm. when he's in the mall, which would also be terrifying. Could you do this over the phone? Could you just call taxi companies and just say, hey, I want to talk to you about this thing? Do you need to hop in a cab and get that one-on-one time? I think it's too incriminating to call over the phone. You have so many burner phones. A bag full. What were they used for? (laughs) (laughs) I also feel like most of the time it's just like the taxi dispatcher. They're not like the taxi drivers that you're talking to. Mm. But wouldn't they be equally as kind of frustrated with Uber? Perhaps. Maybe they like that they don't have to work as much and get paid the same, though. That's true. Oh, I wonder if you recruit the Craigslist guy and have him go do it. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't care. No, I don't know doesn't. if he has the tact to do it, though. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we're saying this is an excellent idea and the best approach. Is that the conclusion <laughs> we've come to? He could have left the scuba suit on, honestly. Hmm. I Let mean, me dive on in here. I have a plan. <laughs> I mean, right now, it would be very easy to have a good disguise. Yes. Uh, but that's true. I Sunglasses guess. Sunglasses and mask, you're good to go. Yeah, you're good. Uh, but I, I guess back then, I don't hate the clown costume idea. I don't hate the kid's birthday party route. I mean, I think, I think, like, if you're really like, you could probably do a wig, glasses, and a fake mustache. That's probably like the most. Probably getting away with that one the best. Does he dress as Corey? Corey, yeah, the Corey mask. What else (laughs) is he using it for? (laughs) Yes, he does. That's that's the solution. Okay, that that's probably the move. (laughs) We should have come up with that first, honestly. (laughs) He already has a perfect 3D printed mask for this specific occasion. And yet I want him to dress as a clown. I do agree, though, that it is sketchy to just say, like, let's go around the block. That would, that would make me nervous. None of them seem to really care. Like, they're all pretty okay with it. And they're pretty receptive to the whole idea. So mm-hmm. maybe they're riskier than we are. <laughs> They've probably seen some shit. So Nathan hands out a bunch of business cards to the taxi drivers with instructions on how to reach them. Um, on the burner phones and tell told them to meet up with everyone at an address of a local daycare that had been rented after hours and that is where they are going to be meeting the leaders of the lucky group do we like the lucky group is that a good name it seems very 
creepy. I don't know. It seems a little bit like ominous almost. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good name. I don't think I could come up with anything better. So there's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm out of ideas for the day when it comes to I, I was a clown mask earlier. So I, I like that one. I like that one. Okay. Now, yeah. I think the only thing I would maybe change is if you want to like fully disassociate it from yourself in every way, like don't even name it after your dog, like just pick something completely random, like be the Clover group or or really anything. So, but, you know, small complaint. How about rolling up to an after-hours daycare? Um, does that seem totally normal and safe to everyone? <laughs> I think my larger concern would be walking in and seeing two men in, like, ski masks and sunglasses at the front of the room than, like, the daycare itself. True. But if you're at this point, if you're this person... You were in a cab, someone slid you a card, they were in like a face wrapping, and they told you like, go around the block. At that point, you're fine with all of this. You're okay with the situation. Right. I, I want to ask you guys, because this is, I feel like we're in a fascinating position here, right? Okay, so th- this oh. episode, as I teased before, it, uh, it, uh, <clears throat> it showcases some Southeast American accents, which is my region of the country. Uh, you two are from the Great White North, so... What I'm curious is, do you like? Obviously, like this scene is played to be like really funny. Like, oh, he has no idea what a Southeast American accent sounds like. But could you guys do that? Like, I'm actually asking. But but could you try? (laughs) Absolutely. Let me me rephrase that. Would you try? No. (laughs) Kelly. Okay, I will say I am really picky about accents, and I'm really good at being able to tell when someone's putting on an accent and it's one of the things that bothers me the most in like movies and tv shows it really bugs me when people put on bad accents so i feel like i'm hyper aware of this and therefore do not try uh yeah that's that's i feel like the audience is like hanging on uh (laughs) kelly's like kelly's like i'm so good at them but i just like i (laughs) i'm just so picky because i'm so amazing that i just couldn't even reach my own standards (laughs) (laughs) i just keep them to myself so um they're just like i do them at home that's why i don't do karaoke either i don't want to embarrass everyone else yeah yeah yeah, so I think there will be no accents today, but maybe okay. in the future. I feel like it's easier when you're like around other people with an accent too. Um, like perhaps if we had someone on who had like a really thick Louisiana accent, maybe maybe I'd be better at trying to impersonate it. Mm. When I was in PEI for a week, I thought myself, you know, getting, getting into it a little bit. The East Coast accent? Yeah, I got a little East Coast with it. It was hanging on the beach, having a beer, and I was like, these are my people. And so, <laughs> you know, it was a good time. When I, I went that. to an East Coast wedding, I was there with, like, a bunch of friends who are all from the East Coast but now live in Toronto. And while we were out there, like, I was like, all of a sudden, you guys sound so East Coast, like, totally different. And I was like, you don't sound like this in Toronto. Like, what happened? Sometimes when you're surrounded, yeah, like, um, my stepdad is Indian, and, like, here in Canada, like, he sounds, you know, there's no accent. When he's at home in front of his mom, you know, it gets turned on a little bit. It's just, like, when you're surrounded by 
like people, I don't know. I think it's even like you act a little bit more like them. You pick up the same mannerisms, like code switching, I think is the correct terminology. Yeah. You just, you know, you blend together a little bit. Sorry, everyone who's disappointed that we're not doing accents. Maybe after dry January, I'll get like very drunk and do an accent on a podcast. But yeah, you've definitely done more embarrassing things on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking. I don't even know what you could be referring to. But I resent that comment. And I think you're wrong. I've never done anything embarrassing on the pod. No, never. I mean, you're not alone. So it's okay. (laughs) Okay, so yes, we do hear Andy make a solid attempt at a Southeast American accent, Louisiana or something, um, because, of course, he's the most famous cab driver in the area, so he needs to make sure that no one is able to tell, you know, that it's Andy under the mask. Such a flex. I know. It's probably true, though, when I was thinking about it. He was, he's been on the show before. People... Yeah, like I, I believe that's believable to me. And he has a karaoke cab. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That shit gets around. This is totally off topic. Which, like, wow, <laughs> who would have thought we'd get even more off topic? <laughs> Michael, do you guys have the cash cab in the U.S. or was that a Canadian only show? No, we we definitely had that. I'd never I, like that was like the kind of thing that like uh, it was always on really late at night on TV. And like, I wasn't at, like, it just was on, you know, it was no, like nobody was watching. It was just one of those things that would just be on. Oh yeah. What about you? Is that like, did, did you love the show or? Um, some of my friends in high school were on the cash cab and I remember it being like really exciting that they like actually got in the cab and it was the cash cab and they got to answer trivia questions. I, I would love to do that. So Kelly was a trivia host for uh, early COVID, which is now years ago, <laughs> but absolutely nailed it. If you had, if you had a cab and you had to theme it, would you? Would yours be trivia themed? Ooh, I feel like trivia theming would be really fun. I'd also kind of like to do maybe like I'd change it up every month or something, mm. and do like a different movie theme every month would be funny. Like, I just watched Titanic, so maybe, like, I would do one month as, like, Titanic-themed. and we They just have to sit on a door. On. You turn the backseat yeah. into a door. Yes, exactly. There's a cardboard cutout of Leo. <laughs> you have, like, a bucket of ice water and a little cup that you, like, throw back in their faces every once in a while. They can yeah. paint, like, on the back of the seat. There's, like, a little canvas they have to paint. <laughs> yeah, I think the cup of ice water might be worse than, like, the smells or bad music, so... <laughs> I don't know about that one. It's a fun theme. <laughs> Get involved. I'm like immediately was like, oh, this is very easy to theme out. <laughs> Let's do another. <laughs> I'm not sure that I would have a theme. Maybe like in reality, I don't think that I would. But um, I feel like I would. You, I would... you, you wouldn't do Star Wars themed. That I, I just I, I don't like to flaunt it too much because I feel like uh I don't want to, like, turn anyone off. Like, I don't want to be, like, the obnoxious Star Wars guy, but um, I feel like probably just, like, a chill, maybe even, like, a Rastafarian vibe. Like, like maybe even have, like, lights around the top that kind of, like, dim slowly. And then, like, just some cool music and uh, maybe incense going. 
Is that bad? Your hot your your cab's a, a hot box. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, Meg, how do you feel about incense? I I mean, is that like a, are you cool with that? I know you don't like smoke. Yeah. Okay. No, I yeah. mean I think cigarette smoke's different than incense. <laughs> I, I, I like candles, incense are okay. fine. I don't know. I just think that um yeah, like f- I know some people are very like particular with like scents and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be chill. Not to imply that incense and cigarettes are the same. I was just curious. If it was more of a smoke <laughs> thing or Yeah. I also am not against like smoking everything, but you know. Fair. Whoa, Meg. Whoa. I mean I'm not <laughs> I don't really smoke anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna cut a lot of this out. <laughs> I hope not. Well, your mom doesn't listen. Nope. I don't. Um, it's okay. To be fair, though, if I told her about it, she would listen to every episode and send me like notes on everyone. It's just it's a secret. Um, I was at my mom's house a few weeks ago around Christmas and going through like just like a random box of old stuff in my closet. And I found an old DVD case and like I pulled it out and it was Fantasia and I like opened it and my mom's like, oh, why are you opening it? And I was like, oh, I used to hide weed in here when I was in high school. Oh. <laughs> I, can't. I was oh, like, there's man. no DVD. Do you see? <laughs> it's literally just an empty DVD case. Oh, my gosh. My um, at my dad's house, my brother and my rooms were in the basement. So the windows had like a little bit of a trough around them. And frogs would get stuck in them. So my dad, he like would never go through our stuff or anything like that. But he'd come down and like open the window and like fish the frogs out that got stuck. And my brother uh, hid his pot in my room in that spot. And I think he said that before that he kept it in his snowboard boot. And so my dad, it's like the only place he actively checks. So he like immediately found it and he was like, look, I know this isn't Megan's, so it's obviously yours. And he's like, if you just left it anywhere in your room, I would have never touched it. He's like, you put it the only place that I ever look. He's like, this is on you for getting caught. Like, you got to be better than this. It's a good life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of recap quickly the lucky group meeting that we see. I think there's nothing like too, too notable. Um, it seems like all of the cab drivers are just very frustrated with Uber and they're all pretty willing to work together to try and take down, you know, Uber altogether and follow along with Nathan's plan. We also meet one guy who says that he is in touch with like hundreds of cab drivers and he would be able to get them all on board. Yeah, this guy is a standout. Yeah. He's a liar, though, right? I mean, he can't get all those people, right? Yeah, no way. He's lying, like, straight up. Like, how does he know they're down to do this? Just because afterwards they said in the emails that they got 64 or 62 responses. So they got some people, like, you know, they probably filmed this over the course of one week or something like that. That's a good amount of responses. But it, it's not 250 grassroots organization not bad at all but yeah i also feel like this guy who says he can get the 250 people and andy have like a bit of a i mean the only way i can put it is dick measuring competition where the one guy says like oh yeah we founded our company in like 84 85 and andy's like oh you have four years on me 
I read it as more. I read it as more like matter of fact, where he was just like, "Oh, I probably have the most experience," and the other guy's like, "Oh, actually, mine's been open since eighty. And he's oh. like, oh, "Okay, you have a few years over on me." I thought it was competitive, and I was like, "Andy, you've been on two episodes of this TV show. You're like a main character. Like, you need to carry main character energy with you." You don't need to stoop to this level. I don't think it was necessarily like a competition, but I do think Andy walked away with his tail tucked between his legs after he had learned this a little bit. Like he kind of got knocked back on his butt. Like, ooh, maybe I'm not as hot as I thought I was. Do you think this impacts his decision to become an Uber driver later? He's like, I'm not the top dog in the taxi industry. That's a good way to... Because again, he thinks he's the most famous. He thinks he's the best. He thinks he has the most experience, so... Yeah, when maybe people it's... think taxi, they think Andy. And now he's like, I don't even know anymore. It's a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, this is his villain origin story. I like it. <laughs> In a way. Yes, so they end up with 62 signups. Um, and they <laughs> decide that they're going to film a video to send to Uber. Honestly, the only way I can describe that video is like terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't expecting Sequester Bot to show up here, but um, <laughs> they're, those are absolutely outrageous. There's explosions. Like, it starts with, like, a couple car crashes, and then it's, like, literally, like, cars exploding, and then riots in the street. It is completely uh, scary. Unhinged. Yes. I thought it was the appropriate level of unhinged for the <laughs> for the threat. If you're going to threaten someone, threaten them. Wow. Like, I'm going to make you make all of my sleeper cell videos. I mean, I can edit together random clips of chaos. It's just so funny, the juxtaposition of them, like, opening fart bags to, um, <laughs> like, exploding vehicles and tear gas. That's what they actually show in the video, just, like, a hand sticking to the other seat and, like, squeezing a little bag open. A clip of them blasting Mumbo number five on repeat. <laughs> That would have been so much funnier, but I get that they would have been brushed off. You know, they wouldn't be getting a response from Uber. Thus, they might get a response. Yeah, they need to be taken seriously. What does he say in this? He says, it will threaten to tear apart every fiber fiber of our society. (laughs) Like, wow. Like, they started, like, by wanting to take Uber down, and now they're talking about destroying society. It's outrageous. Gosh, um, I really enjoy after they watch this video too when it dawns on Nathan like, oh, I didn't actually think about the legal risks about starting a sleeper cell. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they never really like plan to get through with all of this stuff. Is kind of like my perception of this whole bit. Yeah, there's no way. But uh, so this is where we find out that Nathan could be deported if um, he's charged with any sort of crime, including starting a sleeper cell to take down Uber. So he decides that the only way to move forward is that he needs to become a full American citizen by marrying someone. However, he doesn't currently have any, you know, women in his life who are willing to do that. So he has the next best thing, which is he wants to trick Andy into marrying him via this whole side scheme of them going to the Chinese food restaurant. Well, he does ask very nicely at first and gets a no. Yeah, but then he jumps from, like, he's like, with with such short amount of time, uh, there's only one thing left to do, and that's marry him without his knowledge. And I was like, no! 
That's not. You do something else. Go on Craigslist. Yeah. Could have probably gone on Craigslist pretty easily. Yeah. That, again, that first guy, he probably would have done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, this whole scheme is so wild. <laughs> this is probably my my personal favorite part of the episode. So Nathan rents out a Chinese food restaurant and he redesigns their menu so that everything looks like not appealing to people. But he designs one specific dish that looks really good that's basically chicken and broccoli, but it's called the I do. <laughs> uh, before before we go on any further, I, I, did, I did do my due diligence here and I paused... And I tried to write down as many of these items as possible. And I want to, I want to like gauge you guys to figure out what you think is the most appealing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless. Yes. Okay. So we have skunk and rice, <laughs> prime rat served cold, broccoli and alligator snout, caterpillar with butter, sugar horse broth, animal blend, turtle face and vegetables, tail hair on, soft teeth with. <laughs> Soft teeth with sauce and skunk dumplings. Uh, does any of those stick out to you guys as appealing? If I had to pick, yeah, if you, I'd you pick do the have alligator to one, I, I was true. thinking that too. The alligator snout, and now it's not that I'm saying it's appealing, it's just like the best of the worst. The soft teeth, the soft teeth sound like the worst. Soft teeth? What what creature has soft teeth? Yeah, how soft can they really get? (laughs) Uh, And I love my. The least appealing to me is tail with the hair on. And because it doesn't clarify what kind of tail. Just tail. I'm sorry, these these crack me up. Um, Whatever, like, intern wrote those, 10 out of 10 job. Yeah. I was thinking animal, animal blend would be good. So I think we're all saying we would have also picked the I do dish. Yes. Yeah. I think the I do is the the best option. But it would have been really fun if Andy was like, you know, I'm feeling feeling adventurous today. Give me that cold rat. <laughs> Let me try that animal blend. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even I would I would want to know what the animal blend is. Like what <laughs> blend? <laughs> How many animals are in it? Yeah, is it like a changes every day? It's a um, lot of questions. Animal here. blend of the day. So after renting out this restaurant, they change out all the menus, and then of course um, Nathan hires someone who is going to officiate the wedding, and they are specifically going to do a traditional Chinese wedding. And you know, this whole thing is only going to be able to work because. Andy is not going to actually be able to understand what the officiant is saying. And then when prompted, will of course order the I do dish. Um, and Nathan will as well, making sure that both of them are married. And I think the really genius part here is of course the receipt that uh, they have printed for both of them to sign because of course, Andy and Nathan's first date was at a Chinese restaurant and they couldn't decide who was going to pay. So they split the bill. <laughs> Romantic. Uh, my question is, um, how far did this legitimately go in real life? Like he didn't actually marry him, right? Right, guys? <laughs> I, I think, and I don't know at what point, I forget at what point in the series this changes, but... There was a big chunk of the show, if not all the show, Nathan was married. And so when he does stuff like the hunk, 
Like he he's married and in a relationship. So like he pretends he's like this lonely single guy, but he was married. So he probably did not actually get probably married. Probably just didn't turn in the paperwork, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get the real license or whatever, you know, just married in in their hearts. Mm. Or in Nathan's only. Yeah, not not in Andy's. I also really like uh, <laughs> when they're ordering. Uh, Andy very clearly says, uh, I-, I do. And then Nathan's is way more like sincere. I do. Like, <laughs> like he's not saying the meal. He's clearly saying I do. It's from his heart. <laughs> I really like the officiant too. Like he just seems very keen and like so happy to be there and sincere about this whole thing. Yeah, he does seem pretty lovely. Yeah. Whoever, if anyone's in LA or whatever, like, please hire this guy. <laughs> he seems great. Also, he's single. There you go. Oh, there you go. If he was an option to get married, <laughs> Nathan should have gone for him. Exactly. Bag him up. Oh, no, I met Andy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know the other guy's relationship status <laughs> i thought you did a deep dive on the officiant i was like wow megan <laughs> no we could incredible. we could try to we could try to check his hand or something i don't know that is a classic way to tell if someone's married or not i'm again excellent detective <laughs> freeze frame on that ring so andy and nathan enjoy their bowls of i do and uh Nathan then reveals, you know, he is a little bit nervous about sending in the video to Uber. You know, they might get tracked down. He's just not feeling great about it. So he makes sure he's going to clear out his entire browser. He doesn't want to leave any trace of what went down with the lucky group. And we then learn that the daycare that they originally met up at is also fake and was only created for this show. But... Then we get like a real bombshell of the episode. One of the very few plot twists, I would say, in Nathan for you. Normally, I think that the show is relatively straightforward with the schemes. But Nathan calls Andy to delete his Uber account. And we learn that Andy has, in fact, been driving for Uber and giving people actual quality rides. That's fascinating because clearly after like he was testing a lot of his bad driving mechanics, like he was, he showed them he had bad reviews, which means he created the account. He got a bunch of probably one star reviews and then proceeded to convince other people to get in his car. That's impressive. Yeah. I feel like he must've created a new account, right? That's the only thing I can think of. I wonder if because even him doing those rides and getting a bad review, like he was still paid for them. So yeah. I wonder if, and I don't know how many rides they had him do for the show. Maybe it was quite a few. And he was like, oh, actually, this is, you know, I'm continuously getting calls, which is not something I've been doing. Why don't I take a crack at it? But yeah, amazing plot twist. I also feel like they touched on the fact that the daycare center was fake like so quickly, but I'm just obsessed with that part. It just makes me really happy. They really they really brushed past it. That was something I didn't remember yeah. from the original episode, yeah. original watch, but watching it back I was like, "Wait a second, what? That wasn't even a daycare." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> flawless." Especially cuz the inside was like very decorated. Like yeah. there was like toys and stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's like bags in the cubbies and like it was a lot for them to set up and they're like, oh, and this is fake, and then they just drag it off. 
But yeah, Andy deciding that he wants to continue being an Uber driver. Amazing plot twist. So, so good. So funny. He's the first karaoke Uber driver. But that that's, like, this kind of goes back to, we'll bring it full circle here. It's my point at the beginning. Uh, a taxi driver can have a very successful spot on Uber. And it seems like he begun to really enjoy being an Uber driver. Look, I know there's like larger businesses at stake here, but um, I think it is, uh, it's a, it's a company for the people. Are you an Uber plan, Michael? <laughs> yeah. I'm the I'm sleeper cell on this podcast. Pro, yeah. Pro Uber. Why I, look at, Who's uh, paying you? <laughs> I answered this Craigslist ad and uh, now I'm here. <laughs> They're like, we'll convince your tens of listeners. <laughs> exactly. We'll mobilize all 100 of them. <laughs> I will probably get, I, I think we could, we could work out more than 62. So. If you're still here at this point, you're a real one. Facts. We would go to bat for you too. Yeah, I'd buy some burner phones for you if you needed me to. Any of our listeners, if you need me to buy you burner phones, I'll do it. Oh. I'll chuck them in a lake. <laughs> but uh, would you be willing to do a, a Southeast American accent for them? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we okay, said well, we don't like well, offensive okay. jokes. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it ranked lowest on our list. <laughs> you got to buy me dinner first. Then you get the accent. <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll get you some uh, sugar horse broth. <laughs> oh, yum. I've been waiting to try that. <laughs> so Andy... Yeah, he's betrayed Nathan here. Nathan is is pretty upset, and we get this very heartfelt montage uh, where Nathan's talking about progress and you know how things have been replaced over the years, and that uh, Andy didn't want to move forward, so therefore the marriage can't work. It's all very dramatic and sad. Yeah. Very sad, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, they weren't really married in the first place. There's no reason for them to stay married at this point. So Nathan goes and meets up with a divorce lawyer who seems very unimpressed the whole time. And the divorce lawyer goes on to explain that, you know, technically you defrauded him. <laughs> um, you know, he didn't know you were married. So this is a relatively easy annulment to have have completed. So outrageous. This divorce lawyer, like, I don't know. He just seems... Like, I'm like, does he not know what show he's on? Like, he's so, he's so dry. I mean, I think that's the question, like, throughout this entire series is, um, what do you think you're doing right now? <laughs> like, yeah. My main question is for the Craigslist guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have many questions for him. Like, when are you coming on the podcast? Is this the weirdest job you've done? And I think the answer is probably no. I would I would venture to guess not. Honestly, like, we could probably find him on TikTok. Oh. I feel like TikTok is really good about finding people. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you guys are keeping up with this uh, West Elm Caleb story that's unfolding currently. Mm -mm. By the time this episode comes out, that might be old news. But there's a guy in New York City named Caleb who works at West Elm who's apparently been, like, love bombing girls all over the city and then ghosting them. Oh, damn. And someone uh, posted about him on TikTok and, you know, the girlies are mobilizing. Yeah, take him, take him down. Yeah. Whoa. 
West Elm Caleb, if you're listening, sorry for blowing up your spot. <laughs> I hope he's listening. We have our <laughs> eyes on you. That'd be a plot twist in itself. <laughs> um, and then we get a little post credit scene of someone singing Yankee Doodle in the back of Andy's Uber, which is would not be my personal first choice for a karaoke song, but uh, <laughs> get on that guy. I like the enthusiasm from Andy and the random Uber driver or Uber passenger. Yeah. I guess this makes, because again, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very agnostic on the whole karaoke thing, but I mean, do you actually, is there, is that like a thing? Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Oh, hell yeah. I feel like everyone has like, you know, a couple hits that you're like any, and any given time you're ready to go. Meg, what's yours? Um, Mamba number five. <laughs> no scrubs. <laughs> Easy That's for people to join in on. It's a bop. Yeah. What more could you possibly want? You don't need a, a wide vocal range. <laughs> yeah, I got very drunk the last night pre-pandemic, like before they shut down everything in Toronto back in 2020. And I sang All Too Well by Taylor Swift at karaoke. Oh, Obviously, this ten, is pre- Wait, was it 10 minutes? No, this is pre-10 minute version being oh, released. Okay. This is in 2020. So I was way ahead of the game. And some guy came up to me after and asked me if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Karaoke's dangerous for like my psyche. That's what they would do to me. Like, are you are you all right? Are you doing okay? <laughs> like, I, I think know. someone's asking. True. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like Teenage Dirtbag is a good go-to. Oh, really? yeah. Like, a fun Sk- one. Skater Boy, anything Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yeah. Um, Mr. Brightside, you know. Kelly and I, when we took a trip to Austin, uh, the two of us went to an emo karaoke night that uh, the tagline was, be sad, sing bad. And I was like, yo, <laughs> tattoo that on my face. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> I think we only went because of That's the tagline, cool. to be honest. It was so good. And our lame boyfriend stayed home. We were like, what are you doing? That's like the one that might get me on, on, on board, you know? Yeah. Like they just released that set list for that thing in Las Vegas. That's like all the old like emo bands coming back together. Um, like I'm down to do that. So that's how I think that's how you might get me. That was my thing back then. You yeah. can pick a sad song yeah. from the 2000s if you want. It's up to you. Karaoke's in your hands. It's true, but emo karaoke is like the best kind of karaoke because it's yeah. all like you know all the all the hits. Yeah, and that's the episode. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the episode at all? I think we did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't recall. I, I do appreciate this podcast because it is it is like Aww. awesome conversations with a side of Nathan for you, really, which I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Uh, I think you guys hold it up well. So, Oh, thank you. And thank you for coming on. Everyone should check out Michael's podcast. I'll let you do your own plug. Tell people where to find you. You should definitely listen to Stark Wars if you're not already. And uh, I need to catch up because I actually just watched Eternals. So I have not listened to your Eternals podcast yet, which came out a billion years ago. Well, first and foremost, did you like it or not? 
I was medium on it. I have some things that I really liked. I think the script was not very good. Um, Like the dialogue parts, I did not think were written great. Well, uh, Star Wars is a big Eternals apologist. We do love uh, Eternals so much. Um, And uh, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. It's Star Wars podcast. We talk about Star Wars and Marvel TV shows or movies that come out. Mostly TV shows. Like right now, we're talking about Book of Boba Fett. So if that's the kind of thing you're into, uh, give us a follow. And you can also follow me literally on any social media platform at the Michael O'Rear. I'll 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 put an extra emphasis on Letterboxd um, because I don't have Ooh. enough followers on there. If anybody's on Letterboxd uh, at the Michael O'Rear, come see me. Yeah, everyone, get on Letterboxd. It's the best kind of social media, honestly. Thanks. Kelly also has a bookstagram. <laughs> <laughs> That you should all follow. <laughs> she posts fire content and spicy reviews. I learned this week there's a book I'm absolutely not going to waste my time with. Why? <laughs> because Lit with Kelly told me. And so now I don't have to waste my time reading some trash book. I'm only going to read bangers. This sounds like an ad, like an actual advertisement right now. <laughs> I, I swear to God, if you, if you don't follow Lit with Kelly, <laughs> then you're not a real one. Now, just back just back to the Eternals. I have not watched it, but it did spark a debate in our group. Who do you oh, think yes. is the hottest man on the Eternals? Yes, between specifically Richard Madden and Kit Harrington. I might like I think like Game of Thrones, I would say Kit Harrington, but I think Richard Madden had it going on in Eternals. I feel like I nailed the answer. Oh okay, Jon Snow is first. And then Kit Harrington is actually third. Yeah. <laughs> that, makes <Kit>. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I'm very excited for, well, I won't spoil what happens in Eternals, but I'm excited for what's going to go down with Kit Harrington's character in future MCU. Yes. There's going to be some cool stuff. So, And I will listen to all of it on Stark Wars. Uh, Meg, are you, a, are you a big Star Wars fan? I dress up as Ray for Halloween for multiple years in a row. Oh, shit. Okay. And uh, that's about it. I think the movies are fun, but I don't like, I'm not, I don't like dig into it too much more than that. But I feel like I'm the, I'm like the ideal audience. Like when I'm at the movies, especially the Star Wars ones, when the movie wants you to laugh, I'm laughing. When they want you to be sad, I'm sad. Like, I feel like I go on the exact emotional roller coaster that they want the audience to go through. I feel like I'm their ideal uh, watcher. Meg, we dressed yeah. up as R2-D2 and C-3PO for a couple of Halloween costume and Look. famously lost. <laughs> we lost to some store-bought bullshit ketchup and mustard costumes. And quite frankly, that's so ugly. I don't want to talk about it. That's so ugly. <laughs> I just need to bring that up one more time. (laughs) Yes. I love Star Wars. It's very fun. Um, You know, I I think it's great. I don't get into like too much of like disliking it or like critically critically analyzing it. I'm just like a happy viewer. I'm just like loving life. That's a healthy way to do it. As we all should. I should not do it the way I do it. And that is by uh, hosting a podcast and putting my heart and soul into it and being disappointed when things aren't great. Oh, but Book of Boba Fett is pretty great so far. Uh, you might be one of the few people to say that. I like it, but I don't think a lot of people do. Oh, I mean, I just think it's different and fun. That's true. 
but somebody called it spy kids the star wars <gasps> you know why like <laughs> you know what i literally watched star uh sorry spy kids like a week ago <laughs> I need to rewatch it. <laughs> I haven't watched, like, I watched so few movies. I don't even know how we decided on Spy Kids, but I think we started it as, like, a joke for half a second because I was trying to explain to Connor that, like, the kid um, in Spy Kids married Megan Trainer and how that was random, and then we just started watching it, and I was like, I am not turning this off. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. We're all learning today together. Oh, very nice. And uh, <laughs> I think we can end the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. That's your cue. Oh, if you would like to rate and review us, that would be great. Also subscribe. Thank you. Hey, you guys are on. Hey, uh, tell them to do it on Spotify, too. Yeah, you heard Michael. You do, do it do on Spotify. Now. You can rate on Spotify. So give give these lovely ladies your five star reviews on Spotify. That's all. Yeah, we will not blast Mambo number five on repeat. We will not, I don't know, tell you offensive jokes. Yeah, I hope you don't think our jokes are offensive. But, you know, this has been Kelly and Michael and Megan on your side.